the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to Ion Real Estate. We're the only show on talk radio that's all about real estate and the thousands of things that are connected to real estate, which, of course, you know what they say. The best investment on the earth is the earth. That's my sign also. I'm an earth sign, so it's a good match for me. My co-host and friend, attorney Jerry Feeney, is with us. Good morning, Jerry. Good morning, Dottie. Good morning, Jerry. Good to hear your voice. Good morning, Ace. Nice to hear you guys. Only I can't hear you. Well, I don't know what else to do other than yell. Can yeah. you hear me now? <laughs> uh, Jerry is the city's, one of the city's <clears throat> foremost famous real estate attorneys who will be happy to answer all of your questions about legal matters, large and small, in the world of real estate. I encourage our listeners who are in a quandary or just anything about legal matters in real estate to take advantage of the moment and call us for some smart advice by one of the top real estate attorneys in the city. That's 866-970-9622. And like I've told everyone before, I don't just talk the talk. I walk it also. So if I tell you he's great, he's great, that's who I use. So um, you can email a question at Radio Show at Element or follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Or actually listen live at AM 970, 970. Also, our mortgage and finance expert, Ace 102 Parp, is with us today. Cash out refinances have reached a new record high, and Ace is going to tell you why and what happens if you cash out refinances and whether that's right for you or not. And that's the beauty of this show, and that's the things that we try to emphasize that you know, you might read a lot, but one size doesn't fit all ever. So it really depends on where you are in life, you know, whether you have a, you know, whether you're starting out, whether you're at the end, whether you want to make moves, whether you have a lot of extra cash, whether you're tight. So there's a lot of different ways to go and buy a property. And uh, I don't know if how many people know that I was just driving and the driver in the car said, I'm going to buy a house on Long Island. He said, my whole family's there except for me. And I said, well, what, well, what, what are you, what are you going to get for a mortgage? And he said, well, I don't know. Is 10% or 20% better? <laughs> and when he asked me that well. question, I said, well, I really can't answer that. I mean, 10% could be better if you, if you want to make, you know, want to have a little extra money. Yeah. I said, you don't want to buy a house and have nothing. 
but if you have enough, tw-. so I said I took his number and I said I will give it to Ace. I said and we'll give you a call. I said make sure you're going to buy the house first. But I said even before you buy the house, you should get your credit um, underway. And again, it wasn't that I'm making fun of the man, but he really you can't ask a question like that if you have no information because right. one's right. not better than the other. There's really not one size fits all, to right? Either, so. Um, so that's why you should call us at 866-970-9622. Um, before we go on, I, I, okay, I, well, let me, let me say first again, not only are the aces great, but you have to have a great place to do business in and Citizens Bank, which I also told the man, by the way, that's where I got my mortgage at, at Citizens Bank. And if you want to get a loan or refinance or if you need advice in getting a home equity loan Okay, or refinance or anything, you can either call Ace or call Citizens at 866-970-9622 and get your questions answered by an expert in the mortgage field. Uh, Of course, you can also go online. I mean, Citizens knows everyone likes to do things differently, so they accommodate you any way you need to be accommodated. I'd like to thank Citizens Bank for their support of the show. Um, Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions with $152.3 billion in assets. Headquartered in Providence, Rhode Island, Citizens offers a broad range of banking products and services to individuals, and they provide an integrated experience that includes mobile and online banking. You can 24-7 a customer contact center. So if you're like me and it's 3 in the morning and you can't sleep, (laughs) you can call them. I guess there's another insomniac or, or <laughs> that's so no. They'll take your calls 24-7 so you can call at any time. And they have over 3,300 ATMs and approximately 1,150 1, branches in 11 states in the New England, Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest regions. Dottie, they also have a special right now for a Citizens Premier account. You'll get 2.25% interest rate. Wow. wow. Okay, so if really you start good. an account now, yeah. is there a minimum? Um, I don't, I don't, maybe you can there, find there out be, and tell yeah, us but next I'll find week, out. because but I'd love to tell you, like, you know, if you can, the interest really rate high. makes a difference, that's a good interest rate, it doesn't sound good because the interest rates are still low, but that's a good interest rate, makes a difference, and well, I think Ace, maybe next week you'll find yeah. out if there's a minimum, and uh, definitely. hey, maybe if you call and you tell them that Ace sent you, <laughs> they'll for sure give it to you. For sure. For sure. Um, I also want to, first of all, take a moment, and, and I don't even want to take a moment of silence. I just want to say that, of course, we lost our 40, 41st president. Yes. And uh, I saw the news last night. Yeah, yeah, I saw it last night, too. And, you know, again, you know, I, 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 I we don't talk politics on this show because we don't want to get murdered by somebody, okay? But <laughs> the truth is, it was a very different time, and although... Uh, Bush Sr. had his, you know, I mean, they all, you know, had their debates, and and he only got in one term. I think he lost to uh, Clinton, didn't he? Yes. yes. And they became best of friends. And um, I was watching the news last night, and Clinton wrote, read a letter that George Bush left for him as he left the White House. And now they were rivals. Of course, you're not too happy when you lose you know, he was only in for one term, and then he lost to Clinton. And it was a wonderful letter. And um, they they turned out to be best friends. And he, uh, 
I think he was a class act, regardless of uh, what, what. And I think that that's kind of what they really pointed out in so many ways. And a good father and a family guy. Melody was a he was a great American. I mean, he he was shot down in World War Two. He was a mm-hmm. fighter pilot at eighteen. Um, he you know was spent his whole life in public service. Ambassador to UN, ambassador to China, CIA director. I mean, he was. He was all about service. And yes, was, and you know, Jerry, when they said, you know, you're a war hero, and he said, why am I a war hero? Why am I a war hero? Because I was shot down, and a fellow friend of guys that weren't shot down are not war heroes. Right. Yeah, you right. know, I mean, he really was about service <clears throat> and family, and uh, I would say he was a class act. He was I a think great that's yeah, what great everyone American. thinks. Yeah. And so we really, um, he had a full life, and I think, that when he lost his wife, I kind of figured it was, was going to happen for him soon because uh, that was the love of his life. They were married since they met, like, when they were 17. 73 years. 73 years. Did you hear that, Ace? Wow. 73, 73 years, years of marriage. Is, yeah. If you don't get married soon, but if you get married soon, the life expect. well, I don't know. Because <laughs> I read yesterday that if a child is born today, their life expectancy would be like to seven, I think it was... It wasn't 70, it might have been no. 88. It was yeah. like 88 or something like that. 88, wow. So, look, if you get moving, maybe you could make 60 years or 80 yeah, years. Just yeah. you know, to hear. That, loves, can you picture that, Ace? That, yeah. <laughs> can I you can picture see that. being married 60 or 80 years? <laughs> He's not, He's not answering. He's no, no, no. Because his girlfriend's listening to the show. His girlfriend might be listening to the show. So Ace he's is not a year saying. older, by the way, Dottie. Why? I, I definitely... Ace had another birthday this week, I too. know. Thank so did Jerry. Both well, of you that, had no, birthdays. That was, while, that was a while ago. I know, but <clears throat> we don't tell ages unless they want to tell. Right. I want to tell you um, a wonderful story. I want to tell you a good New York story because, uh, you know, you hear so many negative things and then you, you kind of say, well, you know what? There's so many good people. This is a good New York story. I, I guess today is Saturday. So uh, this was Thursday, and I I knocked my hip out, and I had a, I couldn't walk. So I had to go to the doctors and get a cortisone shot because they might have to do surgery. And so um, I, I think Thursday was the tree lighting. So they a lot of the streets were closed, and I was trying to walk back, but I honestly couldn't walk back because it would be easier to walk than try to go through the traffic and all the streets that were closed. But I really had a problem. I couldn't walk. So I took a taxi. And, of course, they're lovely people. And he says, listen, I can't take you. The roads are closed. I said, listen, she said, please, I can't walk. I'm in pain. I said, can you just take me as far as you can get? Okay. So he took me to about three or four blocks from where I live. I get out of the car. I pay the cab driver. I go to my meeting. I'm at my meeting about two hours. And uh, I get a text. It says, I think you lost your wallet. Ellie. And I'm like, who's Ellie? Okay, and there was a number. (laughs) So I call the number. Well, first I look in my bag, and of course there's no wallet there. Now, I was, thank God, not stressed because I didn't know I didn't have a wallet, that I lost it. So listen to this. This is only, like, you can't even believe. So anyhow, I dropped my wallet when I got out of the cab three blocks away, which landed on the sidewalk. Now, that was the day they were lighting the tree. The streets mm-hmm. were closed. There was mm-hmm. millions of people all over the place. Somebody found the wallet. It was in the middle of the street. Wow. Picked up the wallet and walked into the closest building in Manhattan that they saw um, on Central Park South, actually, because that's where I got off. 
and said to the doorman, listen, I found this wallet. Maybe it's somebody who lives here. The doorman took it, <clears throat> gave it to the super. Okay, the super's name is Lano. The super opens the wallet, sees my license, and we at Douglas Sullivan, my <clears throat> luck, thank God, I had an angel, manage the building. Uh-huh. Okay, Sullivan, wow. Well, he looks at my license and he calls up the girl that manages that particular building and says, your boss, a blonde. <laughs> he, she said, yes. He goes, I think I have a wallet. She goes, well, lock it up and hold on to it. And um, then she called me. Uh, so can you ma- So I got my wallet. I was not stressed because I didn't know I lost it. But a stranger picked it up on the street. Went out of their way. Went yeah. out of their way. Yeah. Took it to a building that was close. I was really lucky that that building was managed by us. And the guy sure. figured out who I was. Okay. And I got my wallet safe You, you, and you need to hold on to your wallet better. You've lost your wallet A lot of times. Yeah. But I'm just <laughs> you saying. To, you have to keep you, it on your person. I never have cash. It's the credit cards. But uh, it was just a great story. Really and, yeah. you know, really? we you know, you hear all these negative, negative stories. And then when when somebody now somebody picked up that wallet who was a total stranger, and took it to a building didn't take a credit didn't take any money from it I mean so I just yeah. have to say sometimes you know the news well you, they get paid for stories that are not good because I mean if the paper it said gee it's sunny and it's ha- and it's warm and everyone's happy everything's fine it's I don't know if anyone would read the papers exactly. <laughs> so so we sometimes get carried away by not telling some of the good things that happen and I just want to say and I want to thank uh, Lano and I want to thank Ellie and I want to thank who I'll never know who it is that that person that found my wallet and uh, was nice enough to return it um, I want to thank everyone and I felt that was Really special, and I thought I had to tell that story. Yeah, that was nice of them. It is, right? Yeah, really. I, I mean, it was just a great story. <clears throat> now, getting back to what happens on this date, uh, on this date in 1135, doctors wanted King Henry the first. They warned King Henry the first against eating <clears throat> eels. Ugh. I like eel. You do? I like eel. Yeah. But he enjoyed those slippery fish. You know, I think he ate a lot of them. Ugh. Ate a plateful, slipped into a coma, and died a week later. <laughs> so you better be careful with eels, They Jerry. told you I don't need a plateful. I mean, a little, <clears throat> you know, I just be careful bit, because... Little, little, little Do you think sushi. someone poisoned him? No, I think I think you just ate too many of them. Well, is there a thing if you eat too many eels? You... Apparently, he died. I don't know. Well, I'll then don't Google eat too that. many eels. Okay? I just have a little bit of sushi of eel, you know, like right. a little but taste don't of it. Too, don't go crazy. I don't have a whole, I can't look at, I couldn't eat the whole thing if it was sitting in front of me on the plate. It's disgusting. In it 1953, like you Hefner publishes his first edition of Playboy magazine featuring the one and only Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe. But she was not naked, though. She was in bathing suits. <laughs> I don't suit. think they did nudes then. No, they were in bathing suits then. I mean, it was for that, I think for 1953, it probably mm. was. <clears throat> but she was good. the centerfold, the magazine's first centerfold. And on this day in 1955, Rosa Parks is arrested for refusing to move to the back of the bus and give her seat to a white passenger in Montgomery, uh, Montgomery Alabama. So... That was a brave move that she made. Mm-hmm. 
If today is your birthday, you're theatrical and flamboyant and use your sense of humor to showcase your bubbly personality, and you share it with one of my favorites, Bette Midler, oh, oh, Pablo Escobar, bad. and the Colombian drug, uh, the Colombian drug law. Well, that's good. So I want you on the same line as the Besides of Bette Midler, you just, you know, you could go either way. Bette Midler and Pablo Escobar. Yeah. (laughs) What do they have in common? Listen, make sure to send them a card. You know, it might help you out someday. He's dead. Oh, he died? Yeah. Well, (laughs) see, I don't keep up with those things. He's We do this every year. We're going to talk about the tips. So, you know, everyone always asks me, Ugh. how much do we tip people? I'll go mm. quickly, It's Jeff. starting again this year. It's but it is horrible. It and is if you live in horrible. the city, it's worse. Because the buildings. There's a lot of people there. I have the garage. I, millions. The, yeah. Okay. But let me tell you something. When we get to that, I'm going to give you a few tips that somebody taught me that are not in the amounts of tips. But I, I just want to give you some things that I think are smart to do. Mm. Um it's very <clears throat> stressful, I'll tell you. Doing We're going to try to tell you what to do if you're traveling because you don't want your home to look vacant. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I have some deadly mistakes <clears throat> that you can make. I have a lot of things for you today about real estate, and I think that you're going to find... Uh, I mean, everyone asks me, and I'm just going to ask this question randomly because there is uh, everything I read says something different, so... What would you say the state of, I'm asking Ace, I'm asking Jerry, and by the way, I'm not giving you Jonathan's report right at the moment, I'm not giving you Keisha, what do you, what do you feel about the market? Now we're in December, which people say mm-hmm. is a bad mm-hmm. month to list your house because people are preoccupied, <clears throat> but if somebody's looking now, they're serious, what do you feel the market is? What's your feel of the market? In New York, it was like the tri-state, the taxes, I heard Westchester was just notched down, uh. The taxes went down. No, the, right. no, oh. they lost their rating. Oh, 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 oh they're a bond rating. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, well, I don't know what Ace thinks, but I'll just tell you. I, you know, it, it's been slow. I just feel like things have not had the the velocity that they were going at previously, and there's no good reason. the eco- The economic fundamentals are really great. Interest rates are relatively low. I I think we're in for a bit of a boom in the spring. I really do. I just feel like. There's a lot of pent-up energy in real estate that's been sitting on the sidelines. And, you know, the election's over, the holidays mm-hmm. will be over. I, I just feel like there's no reason for it not to be moving at a much quicker pace than it is now. For, for me, Jerry, you know, statistically, um, inventory is on the market longer, right? But I think mm-hmm. sellers are now realizing that they have to price their apartments correctly. So the ones that are pricing it correctly, I think they're seeing it move. I think um, I think there's a lag in terms of the other folks. I mean, I was a seller about maybe eight months ago, and I was unwilling to drop my price. And I saw myself in that situation, and then I realized, you know what, if I drop my price, and now there's a lot more activity once I drop my price. So, you know, I think as as sellers start to see that, look, if I price it right, I'll be able to move my inventory. And then, you know, you already have a lot of buyers because on the mortgage end, I'm getting so many folks that are, are looking for pre-approvals. They just haven't found the right home yet. So, Right. Yeah. I just want my quick read before the commercial. I kind of think the same thing. I mean, I've read that, you know, I've read um, predictions that we're going to be in for another year or two of uh, like a slow, not a slow market, but like kind of a nothing market. But I've read the opposite also. And I think that it's the holidays. I think that people kind of, 
a little different. They're not going to go bid, 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 like overbid. I mean, I don't think they're going to do that. They're going to, they're, they're smart. Um, but I think if you look at the demographics, the problem is the inventory is not balanced correctly. Um, I think I'll finish this thought. I'll just tell you my thoughts. I think, but we have a commercial, so I will not be interrupted by this commercial or by these games anymore. So I will uh, finish my predictions right after the break. This weekend on Champions of Justice, the subject is human trafficking. Hundreds of thousands of adults and children alike enslaved for manual labor and sex trade here in our own cities. Tom Girardi talks with two crusaders against human trafficking about the need for awareness and access to our schools for education to prevent extortion of our children. Tune in Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10 here on AM 970, The Answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and I was just lecturing Ace on my philosophy, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> um, I know, I love Ace. Was it useful? I was just saying yes. that I, it's always useful. I, I, was, I was meeting, I am so open. To, I, look, I love to meet different people. I'll finish the answer to my... Let me finish the answer to my question about the market first. My answer to my prediction, and again, it's just a prediction, is the market's fine. It's just not an exciting market. Okay, you know, and with the politics that that they're making so much money because of what station you listen to, that's all you're going to hear. You can't hear anything else but the politics. That's all. Okay, so... You don't hear as much about it. Uh, I think things are selling, but I think that, uh, and I think across the country, um, the balance is, you know, they don't have an equal amount of inventory. Like if you had more inventory at the entry level market, you'd be selling crazy. Um, I think that they built a lot of the high end. And it's not that people don't have money. I just think that people are a little bit more, you know, Hey, listen, let me just be smart about it. I'm not just going to have funny money anymore. And then I think that you have a new, which we're not going to talk about today, but I think you have to look at the demographics of the millennials because they're going to change the world and they operate by different rules. And if you're not paying attention to that as a business person, and if you're not paying attention to that with you have children in school and you want them to be able to get jobs that will be useful to for the going forward, then you really should pay attention to it. And I have to tell you, I go to a lot of things and I meet a lot of young, old, all different ages, people um, of different professions. I learn so much from them. I, I think that there's the world is changing very quickly. And if you think about the last 10 years, we've really gone through a lot of changes and it's going to continue that. And, uh, I think you can learn. And then I hear stories. I mean, I hear stories, Jerry, of people that started with nothing, that really had persistence and passion and really built crazy businesses. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, 
I and I like to tell those stories. You know, I think that hopefully, not that I want to be in Pollyanna land and go, oh, everything's wonderful and everything's sunny and everything's happy. But the truth is, I think that we emphasize too many negative things. Um, and I think that fine to tell bad things that happen because you want to report the news. But I also think we should report some of the good things that happened. And so we'll try to keep that going on. Um, I also wanted to bring up to you that uh, Ace, I read that ch the Chairman Powell sees current interest rate level just be below neutral. Yeah. So they're thinking about increasing rates in December. I believe the date is December 18th, but um, you know we will see. I, I think the main discussion is you know before they used to predict increases in rates um, due to what they think um, the economy should be in terms of trending. But I think what they're going to do is they're going to take a look at statistics today and really figure out should they move it or not. I mean, they've already moved it three times this year. Yeah, so. I think they should kind of have a better feel for like yeah. what's going on. I think that's, that's what they're going to try to do. Correct. Like kind of not just have a set times that they're going exactly. to raise it. They're going to kind of look at... What's going on in the economy? Can we have, you know, can, do, do we need to do it? Should we do mm -hmm. it? Uh, de depending. So I think that's good. But again, if you're looking now, you probably get a good deal. And I want to tell you something. Whether, you know, I think the market's kind of what the market is. And there's no, you know, somebody might be needing to move quicker than somebody else. Uh, but if somebody's out looking and they come and see your property now, know that they're probably very serious. Because uh, uh, so that's why I always say it's a good time because the buyers that are out now looking are serious buyers. Home prices slowed, uh, but the sectors of the housing market are growing, including new home sales and and housing starts. Um, but they have slowed like six months in a row, not drastically, but a, a bit. And I'm giving you a country now. I'm giving you national. I'm not giving you New York or the tri-state. Um, the CoreLogic Case-Shiller national home prices, which, by the way, they're not accurate when it comes to New York because they include uh, some of the suburbs, but they measure home prices in major metropolitan areas, uh, say the nation rose 5.5 in the year ending in September. So nationwide, we're about 5.7 up. Which is healthy. Very. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very healthy. healthy. Uh, it's just, you know, they talked about real estate a lot more. If you notice, they really just talk about politics now. So that's also. But they say it's a cooling market. That's their, their read. Um, but a lot of it is that they don't have the inventory. And when they say they don't have the inventory, they don't have the inventory in the right price ranges. Now, this is Kay Schiller. They say the U.S. housing boom is coming to an end, starting in Dallas. Now, if you recall, Dallas was the booming market like nine months ago. Uh, I don't know about that. We're going to give you our predictions for next year at the end of the, at the, end of the year. Uh, but they say that Las Vegas has been the fastest home price growth in the country for the fourth straight, for the fourth straight month. And that was followed by San Francisco. And, um, you know, actually a lot of the very expensive markets are good. 
but it's really, they're not booming, meaning they're not going up 20%. But like we said before, you don't want them to, because if they go up like that, what happens? They if go down prices like go up too quick, they come down. Yeah. So, you know, you prefer being steady Eddie. I want to give you an update because I know I've talked about Madonna and I talked about her battle with the Manhattan co-ops. And for those of you who live in areas, which are most areas that don't have co-ops, it's hard to understand the control that co-ops have. But maybe, Jerry, just for listeners who might not have listened to the show, a co-op is not real estate. Well, it's a different form of ownership where you're a shareholder and also a tenant. So you don't own the, you don't get a deed, but rather you get a stock certificate and a, and a, and a lease, just like a tenant. Uh, and, uh, and Madonna ran into problems with, you know, the, the, the question of who can live in the apartment, who was able to reside there. And that's why it's important, and I told you it's important before you buy a co-op to make sure you read the rules of the co-op. Madonna lost her three-year-old legal. It's three years that she's had a legal battle against her Manhattan co-op, okay? And so, therefore, money doesn't buy you everything. The co-ops don't care how much money you have. Yeah, um, impress them. Really? Against her Manhattan co-op over a rule that requires her to be physically present in the $7.3 million pad when her family members or staff are there. So I believe she wants to let one of her older kids use it because she's always traveling. Right, because the the lease said that, you know, who can live there? And the question was whether uh, they could live there only when the shareholder was present or they could live there if the shareholder wasn't present. And uh, and that's a common, these leases yeah, are Yeah, so the that's same why format. if you're looking at co-ops, I'm not saying that's bad or good, but if you have intentions of letting your children live there, I mean, you've got to make sure they're not all the same, so you've right. got to make sure you read it. But she sued Harperley Hall on West 64th Street and Central Park West in April 2016, two years after the board changed mm-hmm. the building rules to say that her children... And domestic help cannot live in the unit unless she herself is in the residence at the time. Or even reside there. They can't even be there. Right. Okay. Now, obviously, it's Madonna. She could probably buy anything she wants, but she can't buy a co-op. Right. She can buy the whole building. Even if she tried to pay them off. I'm not saying she did. Please. But I'm just saying... And now the judge has nixed, uh, you know, her, her her demands for documents to the board, and she wants her attorney's fees. And uh, she, Madonna says she wants the documents so she can protect her children, so they can live in Unit Seven A as a family. And the board characterized her demand as merely fishing for materials in an attempt to substantiate an otherwise time-barred challenge to board of affecting mm. her personal mm. interests. So. Uh, the board ruled against her. They said she had in, insufficient information, and uh, she lost. So all I'm saying is when it comes to a co-op, call Jerry yeah. or may, and make sure you get a copy of the rules of the building. Some buildings are easier than others. Some are not. Don't assume anything with a co-op. Don't assume you can do anything. You know, you have to ask. Right. Okay. And uh, don't don't assume by the way, there was something that restaurants were going to not be able, some of them are not going to take cash. <laughs> That's fun. 
We well, have a break time. <laughs> there's a bill out. The because there's restaurants that are thinking of not taking cash now. There's Lovely. a bill out. It was introduced, yeah. which would require all food services to have to do with the old-fashioned way if somebody wants to pay for cash. Yeah. Okay, because young people don't do anything with cash. <laughs> we'll be right back. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and again, you're listening to I on Real Estate, and uh, you can listen to us if you are live at 970, the answer, or go to our website, or you can go to iTunes, or you can follow me at DottieHerman.com or Ellen.com. Any way that's convenient for you is good for us. And make sure you answer, call with any questions you have. I think I less, I think I mentioned two weeks ago, because last week we really had um, a best of show because it was Thanksgiving. Uh, but... What, what does everyone think about, and I have it on my website, I asked the question, what does everyone think about the Amazon employees buying, uh, you know, Amazon buying in Long Island City, and, and I think it's about 2,500 employees. What does everyone think about that? I think it's going to be more than that employees. It's I think it's a 25,000. Yeah. 25,000, excuse yeah. me, yeah. It's a lot. Even though people were protesting yesterday in one of the Well, Amazons. they were, and you know, I put it on my website, and I said, what do you think? And people are responding. And, you know, it's mixed, but people say, great, good move. Uh, then people say, well, the city paid them too much incentives. Well, if they didn't pay them incentives, yeah. they wouldn't have come. So, <laughs> you know, and then, then they complain that they didn't come, you know. That they right. Didn't, uh, but, but, if, but, you know, you have to give them incentives for them to come. I mean. Of course. Of course. Um, and, you know, they're like, well, you know, it's going to cause other problems, congestion. But, you know, it also positions New York in, you know, a, a very techie way, too, you yeah. know. Um, I, I think it, I think it's good. Do I think it's going to have, you know, with everything good, there's always some, you know. You, you know what, I think something's wrong with those people. You know, you live in, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm just being honest. You live in New York City. And and you don't want to be congested, you know. It, it's just just doesn't right. make sense. Right. I, I think it's just going to help. You're right. That's something that sure. you have to move to a farm. Yeah. Just you know. I mean, but, I don't know. But, but I said I, I think it's good for the city. I think it's good for jobs. I think it brings, you know, um, a whole. I don't know that New York is known as tech, but maybe you know. But I think that more and more people are coming to New York. I think it's, and I think that if you own a home in that area, you are definitely going up. Oh yeah, everybody should. I mean, and look, the, you know, finally the mayor did something after definitely. all these years, and they criticize him. It's like it's unbelievable. And I think know? it I mean, could I, be the start of a um, of a tech hub, Jerry. You know, that's yeah. what I think. I'm it'll attract uh, it'll attract other tech companies to come because Google's yeah. already here, Amazon is here now, so it could be a, a start of something really good. Yeah, I think so. I really, I, I, I really do, and um, I'm glad for it. Uh, I, I have a question that I wanted to answer. Somebody um, asked me, why do two identical apartments in the same building have different maintenance fees? I can answer that. Yeah. Well, if you do your, I did some research, a co-op's maintenance fees will go up the higher your apartment is within the building. Right. Yeah. So if you're looking to buy a co-op in New York City, you probably notice you have to factor in a monthly maintenance fee on top of your mortgage payments. In some cases, that can 
ratchet up the cost by thousands and be a deal breaker when it comes to affordability. So, you, you know, it's like if you buy a residential home, you're going to look at taxes. And if the taxes are totally out of whack, it might hurt, you know, your, you know, if they're like totally out of whack, it will help. It hurts the, the resale. Um, but maintenance fees for two apartments in the same building with exactly the same floor can be different. And that's because the cost goes up the higher you go in the building. Co-op shares are generally allocated by somewhat arbitrary combinations of some or all the following. Room count, bedroom count, floor level, square footage, and view. And that's from our own Jonathan Miller, uh, who's the president of appraisal firm of Miller Samuels. As a result, co-op monthly maintenance charges tend to be higher on higher floors within the same apartment. So that is one of the reasons why it could be different. It can also, co-op maintenance fees cover the cost of the building's insurance, mortgage, property tax, and the salaries for employees like the doorman plus the upkeep of the common areas. And the common areas are what people share, like the lobby and I guess the halls. And if I, sometimes they'll have a dining room or they'll have some room where you can sit and gather. So there are a lot of factors that can affect how much you will have to pay each month. It's in the buyer's best interest for the building to be covering its costs and be financial secure. So when you're looking at a co-op, and that's why you really need to use an attorney who knows co-ops, like Jerry, what do you tell your customers to look at when they're buying a co-op? In terms of maintenance? Maintenance and just in general, because I, you know, so many people are not really familiar with co-ops. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you have to look at the financial stability of the organization, and, and when you're used to reading financials of, of an entity, such as you know somebody like me who does it all the time, you can see things. You can see things coming. You can look at these and say, look, there's no way they're not going to be able to. They're not going to be raising maintenance. They're they're hemorrhaging money. Um, you know, the theory, by the way, on the higher floor is um that you spend more time in the elevator and therefore you spent you're using more of the electricity that's that's one I of the reasons i guess it must be a slow elevator that's one of the reasons why you substantiate well if you're on a higher floor theoretically you're going to spend more time than if you're on a lower floor so um, using more of their services that's it's it, one of the theories upon which oh, they, they okay. base it mm. well i guess that's well also it it, it, it the other things are it uh you know, to, I'm trying to think co-ops, if they include electricity or they don't. Now, if they include it, I don't, you know, I would assume that then they they allocate it by, you have to look, I don't know, if they, they allocate it by some percentage. And usually the square footage means that the more square footage, like the bigger your apartment is, probably the higher your maintenance would be. Right. So... Uh, why can two people be the same and they have the same floor plan? Well, like Jerry said, if you're on a higher floor, maybe you took the elevator too much. Okay, and just and I'm not sure if they're all all of because there's so many co-ops. If the electricity is included, that's an individual thing. If it's unless it's I don't know how they, I don't know how each co-op uh, does that. Do you know, Jerry? Well, if they if they sometimes they'll submeter it, but if they don't have a submetering system, which is pretty rare these days, then they'll do it by, by square footage uh, of the apartment and then allocate the, the electricity. And way. chances are that... And charge extra for... Yeah, just know that when you're in, a ma- you're in a co-op, chances are your maintenance fee may change during your membership of the co-op. 
So sometimes this could come down to the need for extra funds for a specific project or repair or go up. Now, if the elevator breaks or there's a roofing issue or the building's facade, the facade needs work, co-op shareholders might require to dig deeper in their pockets to cover the cost. Now, I know in the building I'm in, it's a beautiful building, but it's old. And I can tell you how much money we had to put in to upkeep everything, okay, <laughs> and just get it to the century. So whether it's a co-op or even a condo, which is... You know, you're still living in a building. It's just that you own the building. It's not yours. Um, what would you tell them to look when they look at maintenance fees? I mean, it's like, how would you compare it? It's, you know, when I tell people about taxes, I tell people make sure that the person you're buying the house wasn't a veteran or something because sometimes they'll have an exemption that you don't right, know. That you're not going to get, in. Yeah. And taxes, I mean, you can protest your taxes. That's a whole other show. Uh, but generally, taxes don't go down unless you're overassessed. What about right. maintenance fees? Do you see them generally going down? Really. Well, no, no. I mean, it's pretty rare to go down. You know, I I don't mind seeing a building that has regular annual reviews of their budget and they're adjusting maintenance upwards 2 to 3 4%, which reflects the reality of cost of living. It's actually somewhat worrisome to see a building that's been operating for many years and is not raising maintenance. You begin to wonder, are they cutting corners? Are they not? maintaining the building as they should and as we all know it's cheaper to maintain than it is to repair um, later on when you let your your infrastructure deteriorate so it's, it is a balancing act between the two you don't want to see a building that is just intransigent about uh, raising their, their maintenance and by the way i mean look your building's value is not going to you know be maintained if they just don't do anything to keep the building right. maintained so you know you, you know it's so you have to kind of look at the whole thing. But that's the difference in owning a home. If you don't want to let your house, if you want to keep your house up to snuff, and you, then you have to keep investing in it and keep it updated. If you don't, then you're going to find yourself 20 years later trying to sell it as a handyman special. As a Greg Arden. Um, we're going to do tips after the break, and I know, I mean, after the 11 o'clock news, but I have a couple of other questions. Um, this was, Dear Daddy, we don't have heat in our building about once a week. When the boiler breaks down. Okay, well, maybe you need a new boiler. Uh, the landlord <laughs> always gets it fixed, but I was told that if you have no heat due to a broken boiler, that I might be entitled to rent abatement for the time period. Um, well, I don't think you're going to get an automatic rent abatement, but, uh, you know, a chronic uh, loss of heat, you know, sometimes the city inspectors will find the landlord. They, they can't just simply keep putting Band-Aids on it. They've got to have a consistent solution right to it, but so. I mean, if it's one day you know every once in a while i, I yeah. and and they and you're saying that it's they neg- that they fix it and if there's a major problem then i guess everybody has to get together decide to go for the bucks and get it's frustrating system. to be without uh, another quick question dear Dottie, last week a neighbor's tall pine tree fell on my property this is from east hampton uh, fell on my property it took about 20 feet of my fence and squashed two of my smaller trees I understand that the law says I have to pay for all the damages, but there's another tree on the neighbor's property that looks like it's about to fall over. Is it true that if the neighbor is negligent, they have to pay? Should I send him a registered letter about this other tree to prove <laughs> I'm warning him? Now, I'm not sure what he's asking, so uh, let me try to understand this. Okay, 
The neighbor's well, tree fell on his property, right? Yeah, just just because somebody else's tree that was on their property falls on your property doesn't necessarily mean that they're responsible for the damage. So this actually happened to us this winter. Where what happened? Well, one of our tr- trees just in the it just fell over. It, it wasn't even <clears> windy out. It must have. Uh, well, the, uh, the the tree guy said it was um, some kind of a disease in the middle of the tree, but we didn't know it. Was the tree was, you know, had leaves on it and everything like that. It didn't appear to be dying. But anyway, just fell over and took out the the neighbor's fence. Um, well, then you're like this guy. Did you write this letter? No, I just. <laughs> I, took, I was kidding. a nice neighbor. I, I I had somebody come and take the tree out, including the tree that was leaning into his yard. I could have just cut it. I didn't have to, but I did, and and I repaired the fence because it it keeps you know it's a separation side on that side between both yards, you know. But technically. I didn't have to. I just had to clean it up on my side unless I knew it was diseased and I let it and I was negligent and not treating it. If you have a tree that is dead on your property, you have an obligation as the homeowner to have it removed. But if you're, if it's otherwise, um, you know, sending that registered letter, right. there's no, there's no obligation that the, that the person be on notice. The test is simply, you know, w- was the tree obviously in need of, re- of, of treatment and, did they not do it? I, I'm not Can sure. Can it that hurt that's how, to send the registered letter? Yeah, I, I don't think it would hurt. I think it's going to antagonize right. the neighbor. Right, you I might mean, not I'm have always, a good na- your neighbor. Yeah, man. I, I, I think I would just tell him going next door. And I would just to say, them. you know, I think maybe he just wants to know. I'm sure you see it, but just in case you missed it, that tree looks yeah. like it's ready to fall. Yeah, and you know, if it's somebody that's having financial issues or something like that, sometimes it's worth it to just to avoid a problem to say, look, you know, why don't I split it with you? You know, and and let me help you with that because if it falls, it's going to, you know, it could fall onto my house, you know. Uh, That's so, so I think that do it. We always tell you if you can work it out by just talking to the person, that's always usually the best. It's the bottle of wine theory. Bring a bottle of wine over. Right. Alas, before our break, uh, before our news, um, I'm living the War of Roses. I am living the War of Roses. <laughs> we have both been told by our lawyers not to move out of our condo because it would show that we abandoned the marital bed. <laughs> I like how you put this, Rose, from Forest Hills. Uh, and lessen our chances of getting the condo in the settlement. Is there such a thing? Yeah, that's the old. That's old law. I don't think the marital bed is is operative anymore. That we have no fault divorce now. You don't have to. You know, you used to have to sue for cause and abandonment of, uh, you know. Um, but they do say that whoever moves out shouldn't. I mean, I know. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but I've heard yeah, that, I think that you was know, more in the old days. You should now. Yeah. It might be different now, but if yeah. you move out, the chances are that you move back in, and the other person gets thrown out. I, I don't think that's the current what judges look at now. I think they look at you know a financial position of each party and maintenance and 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 resources brought to the marriage and and by the way if you haven't seen that movie war of the roses it's a great movie (laughs) ace don't watch it because you'll never get married it's a great (laughs) movie rose i think jerry's advice is really probably you should consult an attorney yeah yeah (laughs) you know if you think you're going to be getting divorced can you imagine having to live in the condo with somebody you've ended Uh, well sometimes people do that and um that's what happens in War of the Roses. Try and if you along. haven't seen the movie, like Jerry said, <laughs> it's hysterical. It's really a great movie. Uh, we, we have, have to show some, it to Ace. <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is. We have some great topics. We're going to talk after the 11 o'clock news about what you should tip your staff. And then, um, 
a little about what to do if your deal falls apart in the last minute. We'll be right back. You're listening to I Am Real Estate. We'll be back right after the break. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. 